This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, this is John Dorsey, co-executive producer of Superhuman Public Radio and the voice of Ethan Schwartz. I wanted to talk to you about a new sponsor of SPR. The series is called The White Vault a horror audio drama set in a remote Arctic outpost and the records of the team sent to repair the station. Now, if you're fans of H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, this show is for you. Now, this series is complete, so if you're looking for something with a definitive end, check them out today. Find them on your favorite podcasting app or at thewhitevault.com. Now, on to the show. This is SPR. Popular vacation destination Cowboyland has been shut down by its parent company, Maxbo, after its merger with Discover Investments. When asked about the guests still trapped inside the park, a Maxbo representative said, quote, Being abandoned by man and God is a keystone of the Old West experience. If anything, they should be paying us more for the privilege. That was Fiona Vaughn reporting from SPR Las Vegas. Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. Following a These American Supers report on the Legion's role in supervillain escapes, superheroes have staged a nationwide walkout from Legion facilities. These heroes have demanded that Iron Barracuda be replaced as Legion leader and that the company end its support of the Super Act. We will update you as this story develops. That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. It's 75 degrees here in Paradise City. And now, the utility belt. Live around the world, from Goatman's Cliffs of Sorrow to Uncle Mike's Man Cave of Depression, it's the Utility Belt. I'm Stan the Henchman, with me is the 100-pound kiddo with the 200-point IQO, the master of math himself, it's Billy the Whiz Kid. Thanks, Stan. You really got my number. Get it? Math. Numbers. Listen, kid, the reviews are in. Our listeners say your jokes don't add up. A few folks may find them divisive. But what about the remainder? Afraid not liking math puns is the common denominator. But no one's pun game is as good as minus. I have no equal. I'm in my prime. <laughs> you, you know what? Forget about the show. I could do this all day. You have 15 emergency calls. Day off sounds nice. You have 14 emergency calls. Okay, okay. Let's start the show. We've got Jeff from Toronto, Canada. What's your major malfunction? Hi, Stan. Hi, Billy. Long-time listener, first-time caller here. I recognize that voice. My old colleague. What's the buzz, Jeff? Oh, okay. Here goes. I'm a genome sequencer for a research program that is working to create super-intelligent mosquitoes. Mosquitoes already kill over a million people a year. Right. You took the deadliest creature on the planet and made them worse? Well, Jeff's always been a go-getter. Reminds me of our days on the island of Professor Crisper. The island where they made all those half-human, half-dinosaurs. Right. We were so preoccupied by whether we could turn people into dinosaurs that we never stopped to think about why would anyone want us to. Good money, though. Oh, oh, yeah. So, Jeff, you must have been getting swamped with offers. Why mosquitoes? 
Well, I have a rare blood disorder. How rare? It's called Jeff Jorbius disease. Yikes. Sounds rare. But I've been working on a cure. The mutated Cas9 proteins in these insects reach balanced morbosity. They've evolved beyond my wildest predictions. Until one of the smartest ones escaped its cage and bit me. A total breach of trust. Okay, my friend. Don't worry. I'm an expert. Hmm. Years in Croc Command Summer Swamp. What you do is you go to a pharmacy and get calamine lotion. That's C-A-L-A-M-I-N-E. I'm afraid uh, that more interesting, worse, frightening things are happening. Worse than itching? Ooh. After being bitten by a mutant bug in a medical research lab? No way. See, the, the problem is, ever since I got bit, I've been changing. I need less sleep, and my sense of smell is amazing. I can guess your blood type from across the street. That actually sounds kind of cool. Do you have a six-pack? What? Why would he? Mosquitoes don't... Actually, yes. I look like a GQ model. I'm not sensing any real drawbacks here. Well, I'm suddenly drawn to stagnant water, and I've got an extra set of legs coming in. Oh, I'm starting to wonder what my lab partner tastes like. Insomnia, extra limbs, bloodlust. Who are you? My ex-wife? Hey, Stan. The 1980s called. They want their lazy bad marriage jokes back. Who's joking? Esmeralda, if you're listening, we'll find a cure. Okay, back to Jeff's problem. Jeff, I gotta ask. Limbs vestigial or functional? Oh, they are functional, but they seem to have a mind of their own. Just like Esmeralda. Um, I'm so every time I fall asleep, the legs sleepwalk. Today I woke up inside a blood bank, empty bags of A and B positive scattered around my feet. But what really scares me is I was craving something headier and more sophisticated, like a dark, rich O-negative. I prefer a nice rosé myself. Please, Stan, you know me. I'm not a bad guy. I'm trying to find a cure, not play God. And how'd that work out for you on Dinosaur Island? Oh, it's getting worse. What are these things growing out of my back? Things seem to be progressing quickly. We'll have to think fast. What have you already tried? Well, well I tried lighting one of those citronella candles, but it made me just... <sighs> hated it. You have three PhDs. You perfected domestic teleportation. It's possible that as I'm getting sexier and more monstrous, I'm also getting a little dumber, a little more fierce. Wait, Ugh. do you have a teleporter in the lab? Uh, guilty. I hate commuting, but I love suburbia. Teleporters work by breaking down your genetic sequence in one place and rebuilding it in another. Well-made ones have a fail-safe designed to keep different DNA separate, so if an animal got in there with you, it wouldn't mix you up. So if you got a hold of the mosquito that bit you, maybe you can use the transporter to separate your blended gene sequences. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Is the bug still in the lab? Oh, yeah. I've had it in a little glass jar in the pocket of my second pair of pants. You have two pairs of pants. One can no longer contain me. Well, if you need more coverage, you can always splice your jeans. Get it? Like, jeans? <clears throat> Where's the teleporter? It's upstairs. But, but I share the space with some drug cartel, and I'm getting thirsty, if you know what I mean. Do those wings work? Um... <laughs> oh, yes. The direct approach. The human fly. Mosquito. Whatever. I'm there. <laughs> Do the windows not open? It's a genius idea. Brilliant. Using one of my great ideas to undo one of my terrible ideas. Setting in my destination. Okay, got it. The teleporter will just send me back downstairs and the mosquito can get sent right back to hell. Well, be careful with that. Remember, the mosquito needs to be alive or it won't work. You have it safe? Yeah, still here in my pocket. Is, Is it, it secret? secret? Oh. oh, oh no. Oh, it, it's out. Oh. Saucy boy back for more. 
sorry, but the kitchen is closed. Easy, Jeff. As long as it's in the chamber. Tell me that was you giving yourself a high five. Uh, unfortunately, no. That's five years of research smeared on my neck. That's okay. As long as you can get out of the machine, everything is going to be fine. These things usually have a countdown, so... Teleporter activating right now. Oh, no. Oh, wait. <laughs> wow, that is unfortunate. Maybe everything's going to be okay? Jeff? Are you still there? Hey, hello. Who's in here? Hey, this Canadian meth lab is closed. You got to get out. Visiting hours are until eight. I will get rough with you if I if I've got to. Is that type O negative blood I smell? Oh, geez, no, please. Sorry. Oh God, my blood! Sounds like Jeff found a universal donor. Call terminated. Did we just watch the creation of a new supervillain? He killed a hired gun for yeah. a meth lab, so I think that makes him a compelling antihero. I'd watch his story in theaters for sure. Definitely. Maybe twice. Really? No. Well, that sucked up all of our time. As always, if you have tech questions, we've got answers. Give us a call at 414-555-BELT. That's uh, 414-555-BELT. I am Stan the Henchman. And I'm Billy the Whiz Kid. And this, this was, was the, the Utility, Utility Belt. Belt. Support for SPR comes from Army of Kevins. Do you have a dirty job that somebody's got to do? Don't just get a somebody. Get a Kevin. I'm Kevin, and I, I can't stop multiplying. But if you need a guy to do something that I can do, let me be the guy to do it for you. Dangerous work. Send a Kevin. Kevins can lift almost 50 pounds, and we're not afraid to put our lives on the line. I don't think my clones can feel pain, and they sure don't have souls. Army of Kevins, when just any Kevin will do. Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. Across the country, people have reported seeing a masked figure claiming to be the hero Quantum. The hero's own daughter and SPR reporter Apoorva Singh is on the case with part two of our investigative segment to catch a speedster. Yesterday in Raleigh, North Carolina, Normcore held a Normalize America rally, but then the event was interrupted in a flash of purple light. One of the attendees, Sheepdog26, recorded this footage. And we declare that honest, flesh-and-blood Americans still have a place in this society. Our stories will not be erased by these genetic... Supers are not your enemy. Fascist punks like these are. Go home and make better choices. How do you feel about a merry-go-round? Fairgrounds manager Jim Pratchett witnessed the event firsthand. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I don't consider myself one of those anti-super guys, but I think them normcore fellas have some interesting points. No offense. So I stayed to watch. Then right in the middle of the speech, your daddy... So he claims... Oh, sure. Uh, no offense. That fella blew through and rained hot havoc on them. Everyone ended up in a pile on top of the Wonder Tower. Really inconsiderate to the staff. No offense. The whole day of getting that mess sorted. Not to mention cleaning all the flyers Quantum left for that incognito terrorist group. No offense. 
Though I think that Gary fella is kind of a fathead, so I didn't mind seeing him tied up like that. And you saw the quantum imposter? Sure. Yeah, I saw quantum zipping around at top speed, a big old purple blur. And he never stopped? Not once. So, being a speedster myself, I want to demonstrate two discrepancies that are captured by this video. Jim, can you hold this? No problem, Miss Sick. Okay. First, the stage meets by a dirt lot. When you run in circles like that, the dust will swirl like a tornado. But the video was different. Uh, No. (coughs) I'm more like it came came in gusts. Second, we hear Quantum asking people to stand down. And it sounded like Quantum to you? Well... I don't mean no... Uh, fence. Right, 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 right. But it sounded normal? Just like him. Pretty much just like that uh, Smell Me Later app. While he was running? Yeah, it came booming out of the purple tornado. Okay, Jim. You've heard of the Doppler effect? Like with weather? Uh, sure. See, when you're traveling at top speed, the sound your voice makes... <coughs> you catch that? What? All that sound gets compressed into a screech. Huh. You can see him, though. Quantum at full speed is basically invisible. Well, he must be standing still, because ain't that him on top of the tilt-a-wig over there? What? Stop right there! (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? I know. This is a surprise. Who are you? Watch your hair. This was easier when I was your age. Who are you? It's me, Rabbit. Don't call me that. I was there. He died. I promise I will explain. I am involved in something that's more important than us right now. Someone needs to stand up to these bullies. Good. Do it. But don't hide behind my father's face. Rabbit. Don't. Behind you. It's like I always told you. A hero is just a person who shows up when they are needed. Why are you doing this? I am so proud of you. But let me work. You are not my father. You'll have to catch me to prove it. Smell you later. Uh, Porva? He tied my shoelaces. But I'll get him next time. I promise. That was Apoorva Singh reporting from Raleigh. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City, and now 100% invisible. This is 100% Invisible. I'm Aries Greco. If you must take, take of me, and mark this spot as where the axes fell. These are the words etched on a small brass plaque on the gates of the world tree. Planted by the green thumb using the power of Gaia, the world tree was designed to save Mother Nature from the demands of a growing population. At full bloom, it can provide almost a third of the world's hardwood needs, as well as 20% of its fresh fruit supply. It grows 300 feet tall, 200 feet wide, blooming in purples, blues, and oranges, commanding the horizon. Simply put, It's an eyesore. I mean, look at the thing. It's a total nightmare of sirens and horns every day. Not to mention the birds. Thousands of squawking birds every blessed day. 
You would think a tree the size of a skyscraper would be at home in one of America's many natural forests, but instead, it sprouted just outside of Hastings, Nebraska. The tree was intended to be a gift to the world, but many of the locals have taken a different view. This is Kevin Buffant, who has been leading the charge. We call ourselves the upset residents ordering out the tree. You get it? I get it. Uproot. It spells uproot. Like what you do with trees. Sure. I get that it's been disruptive, but this tree is a gift. Oh, it's a gift? It's a gift. Yeah, we know. We know it's a gift. We hear it often enough, all right? You know, it must seem that way if you don't have to live with it. But to us, this thing is a fruitcake at Christmas. I actually like a nice fruitcake. Oh, good for you. It's great. It's not like we don't understand it's a big deal. I'm sure the tree is great for Mother Nature. We have mothers in our community, too, and they're suffering. Imagine, imagine for a second hearing a tree the size of the lighthouse of freedom getting cut down every single day. Timber! Boom! And then there's the trucks driving in and out. And then the birds. Ten thousand of the pests flying overhead morning and night with the tweet tweets and their chirp chirps. You park outside and your car is getting painted white, if you know what I mean. I get it. Blueberries! Bird poop. Gallons of it every single second. We can't even wash our cars because of the water conservation. The tree! It's a nightmare! Uproot has had plenty of help from corporate backers, providing large amounts of money for radio ads, billboards, and rallies. On the other side, the World Tree Trust recruits volunteers like super-environmentalist Fern Potter, who have been working to keep the tree in place. I met Fern at the perimeter fence of the Megaflora. Whenever the environment gets ahead somewhere, there's usually a pretty strong pushback. This tree is no different. People didn't like a perfect tree with fresh, perfect fruit and an unlimited supply of perfect wood? Fruit companies didn't. Lumber companies didn't either. The Green Thumb set up a trust before he planted it to sell the fruit and lumber at cost. The tree single-handedly disrupted two of the largest industries in the country. So, yeah, the protest groups have pretty deep pockets. Let's get closer. How long does the lumber convoy go? Miles. Every time they cut down a branch, a new one sprouts in its place. (sighs) Those should be electric. So where are we now? This is Supply Road L. There's 22 roads in total, and this is the least busy. We've proposed creating electric train lines in and out, but there never seems to be money for infrastructure. Plenty of money for more trucks, though. The government thinks this place is a bit of a money pit. Well, is it? It's priceless, not free. As we drove down the supply road, we came to the top of the hill, and already you could see the canopy of the world tree reaching up to the morning sun. It was misty, casting a long shadow on Hastings below it, an army of harvesters lying in wait. This must be a weird sight for you. Better here than the Amazon. That was the point. You ever been here before? No, it's my first time. I never expected the... Deafening metal scraping of industry? Yeah. According to the Forestry Service, from Tuesday to Saturday, there are 27,000 people working to process the world tree. In the morning, fruit is gathered and sorted, 
Every piece is grown perfectly without pesticides, so inspections are light. Then in the afternoon... By the Pantheon! <laughs> Just the start of the logging. We must still be a mile away. It's a third of our lumber supply coming in at once. Did you know that this tree has slowed deforestation by 30 years? Wow. Still, I understand some of the complaints. <laughs> That's the not-in-my-backyard crowd. Not to sound cold, but the handful of property owners hardly balances out the millions of people who are fed by this tree. Thousands of forests and ecosystems preserved, species saved from extinction, but corporate PR teams love making these mildly inconvenienced homeowners out to be victims. Timber. From our vantage, we could see the perfect dance of titanic fellers bringing the tree down. Smaller vehicles descend on it like ants. We watched for hours as the tree was disassembled, day fading into night as it came down. Already, the world tree was growing back whole from its stump. Humans consume. That's part of life. But in the last hundred years, we have taken more than we've given back. <laughs> this tree... This tree was meant to tilt the scales back in Earth's favor. Has it worked? It's helped. But someone always finds a cheaper, more destructive option, and capitalism doesn't figure in the value of a pristine wilderness. Look at all the champions of nature who were locked up, labeled villains and rogues, all because they prize life more than money. Someday they'll come for this miracle, too. Some corporation will buy the rights to uproot this tree and it'll die. Or maybe they'll leave it as is, but shut down the harvesting and get their lumber from where it can net them more profit. That's a fairly dismal take. Well, the good news is that's not the end of it. In the end, after all the leaves have fallen, <laughs> nature always wins. It's just a question of whether humanity loses. That's the full truth. Fern Potter works with a nonprofit Saving the Earth, providing education and resources for creating new environmental heroes. From 100% Invisible, I'm Aries Greco. Tune in next time for more stories of design. Breaking news The Heroic Legions Tower 2 has been taken over by members of Normcore. We go live to Ben Beltzer on the scene in Seattle. Ben? Thanks, Wenling. I've never seen anything like this in my life. The official flag of the Legion has been lowered, and in its place, the fluffy white sheep of Normcore. Can you get a statement from any of the heroes on the scene? One second. Hi, SPR News. What can you tell me about the takeover of Tower 2? Oh, they stormed in about a half hour ago, these big strong men, guns a-blazing. Wee-woo. <laughs> Our orders are standby. So that's what we're doing. And what about the police? Have they made any moves to arrest the invaders? Oh, you can see them over there, taking selfies with them. All right. Now let's take a fun one. Honestly, I think they're waiting on the same thing we're waiting on. Which is? Washington. As soon as these assholes are declared villainous, we can do something about it. But until then, they can have the building. Maybe that'll wake people up. Normcore! The building is ours! The future belongs to the sheep. <laughs> There you have it. That was Ben Belzer reporting from Seattle. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark, with additional writing by Tim Burkhardt. 
Additional producing by Carla Lerner and Hunter Shelburne, with special thanks to Brenna Kaleen. This episode's full cast can be found in the description below or on our website, sprpod.com. Be a hero to the show by sharing it with a friend. You can help us make more episodes by heading to patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Coming up next, what would you do if you found out the man who saved you was really just a bunch of raccoons in a trench coat inside the strange origin of Trash Panda as we enter the speech bubble? This is SPR. The Fable and Folly Network. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you there? I think I'm getting something. Why are you recording? For science. Did you hear that? We're a little off schedule. Maybe it's the aliens. I'm studying electromagnetic phenomena and anomalies. I don't think losing people is scary. I just don't want to do it anymore. Just together with me. Radio check. Who's this? I didn't do it. You never do anything. We should still be secure. Are you safe? The walkies again. Who are you? Comfort. I am not doing it on purpose. You can't bullshit. I am not doing it on purpose. Stop. Stop. Oh, God. I don't like this. I don't like this. What the hell was that? I'm not supposed to know that. We're supposed to be innocent. I feel an ending coming. Oracle, a sci-fi anthology podcast set in the not-so-distant future. Season 2, Transmission, available in bi-monthly episode releases starting July 1st, 2023. Or listen now to Season 1, Iris, wherever you get your podcasts.